Springfield, from hell's heart, I stab at thee. How's it going? It's going okay. <laughs> okay. That's good. Uh-huh. I'm a little I'm a little moody the day after Thanksgiving, I guess. So, oh, probably all that trip to pan. <laughs> but I didn't have any turkey, so I had a had a vegetarian oh wait, maybe it wasn't vegetarian. I can't think there might have been some bacon in something. But it was mm-hmm. mostly potatoes. And pota- uh, potato mm-hmm. dishes and potato, you know, centric stuff. Oh. Probably all that starch then. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Um, also, you know, a little self-examination. I like to, I've been working on not looking at Trump news, the president news sort of day to day. Uh, and when I, when I stop doing that distraction, I'm kind of lost a little bit. So I've got to replace it with the, the good things, the, the helpful, the creative things. That's, All right. that's what I'm trying to do rather than just distract myself with outrage mm-hmm. <laughs> over nonsense. Okay. That well, I really have nothing, uh, no control over. Jump onto Pinterest then. Pinterest? What does that do? Of, uh, Pinterest? I know, I know what it is. What, it, what, is, what would that do? That would, you know, put you in the, uh, on everybody's creative, hey, look at this, and you might be, oh, you might I like see. all these nifty ideas about gotcha. these topics. Hmm. I could, yeah. yeah, try that. We'll see. And then you want to open up an Etsy store. Mm. I'm just, my just, stuff isn't crafty, though. Craftsy. Yeah, just throw some beads on there. <laughs> Print it out. Throw some beads on there. Yep. Little macaroni, spray painted gold. Boom. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, let's get into the episode. Well, the episode of It's Just Called Two Brothers. Oh, that one. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, in that case, I'm Marcus. I'm James. And welcome to It's Just Called Two Brothers. Mm-hmm. And, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about that episode called Last exit to Springfield. Well, we decided last week. I don't know what triggered it. We looked up some things, and uh, then I fell into a rabbit hole of this particular episode, which, to mm-hmm. be fair, is often cited as the best all-time Simpsons episode. Yeah. But, Greatest but, um, episode of all time, many people think. I I don't disagree. It is. It wasn't in either of our top five. Um, right. But, it, although, but those were our favorites. Got... It's not a... It wasn't in the right. top five favorite, but it is, I I think, more objectively speaking, I would put it definitely in the top five best. Mm-hmm. Um, but it but it's a specific style of Simpsons episode, too. Um, right. Know, there were some long-form episodes that I thought were really great, but this is one of those uh, early years gag-a-minute <laughs> episodes that just, it just never stops. There's yeah. a ton of story and a a ton of gags mm-hmm. that, you know, rather than, you know, family guy style cutaway type F- things. Um, family guy. Family guy. What did I say? Guile. Oh, rather than family guy style cutaway gags, it's mostly yeah. within the the real time plot of the thing. Right. Yeah. There uh, although, to be two... fair, there are some cutscenes <laughs> yep. that, that uh, you know take you outside of the moment well let's let's start with that because okay. uh, um the first i believe the first cutscene in there is mr burns uh remembering back when he was with his grandfather which is strange because in a different episode we we see that 
Burns was adopted. Mm-hmm. You turn out those pockets. Atoms. One, two, three, four, six of them. Take him away. You can't treat the working man this way. One day we'll form a union and get the fair and equitable treatment we deserve. Then we'll go too far and get corrupt and shiftless. And the Japanese will eat us alive. The Japanese? Those sandal-wearing goldfish tenders? <laughs> Bosh Flimshaw! Right. Like this, he's with his grandfather <laughs> yeah. at the at the atom smashing plant. Yeah. And his father, his grandfather, looks exactly like him. Right. You know, with a long, long beaky nose and so yeah. forth. Which would uh, be so, it would be a little early for nuclear power, of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if. How old is Mr. Burns? 103, uh, supposedly? Yeah, variously. 102, 103. Mm-hmm. And um, he's he's back in the, oh, I don't know, the Depression, uh, let's assume. Uh, yeah. Era. Or or the 19-teens and 20s, I would say. that. Where, yeah. It might be the 30s. It might be the 30s. It's yeah. like it, the the look of it. It's all sepia tone. And um, it's like it post-Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. Not post, but heyday of the industrial revolution let's right. say big factories churning out smoke and and all <laughs> anyway it just has that whole just sort of turn of the 20th century look to yeah. it it is a, it yeah. is a an early 1900s sort of sort of look um, mm-hmm. the the elder burns has the has a little bow tie and a derby <laughs> yeah and his goons you know are um the vests on so yeah yeah <laughs> Teens yeah. or twenties? Posh, posh, flimshaw. <laughs> Not posh, but, but Bosch, maybe. Maybe yeah. Bosch. I don't. I think that's a good question. I'm like, did uh, did Conan just throw that in there? <laughs> just for that, he's like he was happened to be walking by the episode. <laughs> maybe, but didn't uh, he? Writing room. Was he in on season four or, fi- or season five? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think he's only. On I thought he was season. earlier and then left. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't remember now. <laughs> But uh, regardless, the episode was um, number 76, written by uh, Jay Kogan and Wally Waladowski, uh, two mm-hmm. mainstays of those early seasons, who then became producers. You know, it's not a Schwarzwelder uh, mm-hmm. or uh, an obvious, you know, thing like a Conan, where he does throw in a whole bunch of jokes in his few episodes. But it is, it is jammed with stuff. It really is. Yeah. They... They worked overtime on that, mm-hmm. or it just was a stroke of genius. Yeah, for them and of to course, get the it is it is weird and doesn't make sense that they're sort of retconning who Burns's grandfather is. Mm-hmm. Is because he looks the same, and he wouldn't if he was adopted. But there is some uh, racism to spread there. So. Oh, that's true about the the Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two. I mean, making clearly making fun of him being like that. Yeah, I, but I'm sure they felt more free to do that in the early episodes. Yeah. So let's back up and just show how the op- the uh, episode opens. It's kind of, well, it's not a cold open because it, it does the theme, but I, I was surprised that it was actually a long theme, like a full-length theme, and yet they still jam-packed it with stuff. They didn't cut for time on that. Mm. But, uh, right. but yeah, you mentioned it opens with a McBain episode. Yeah, a very. Uh, yeah, it's a, you're not really sure at first what's <laughs> going on. I think watching the episode, but uh, <laughs> yeah, very over the top. You know, kill the drug pusher sort of mm-hmm. action. It was very um, gory, for surprisingly gory for the Simpsons. <laughs> All the, bu- the bullet yes. wounds. 
sprouting from their heads and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But he's in full Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. commando attire. And How did he fit inside that ice sculpture of the Venus de Milo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really squeezed in. Oh, wait, it couldn't be the Venus de Milo because it had arms. <laughs> No, he breaks out of the, the armless Venus, and then suddenly the Venus has massive yeah, okay. McBain arms. <laughs> From somewhere inside, there's a machine yes. gun. Yeah, as a gag there to offset the violence, somebody is about to eat cake. Or pie, is it? I don't, it's I don't cake, know, a piece yeah. of pie. It's cake. cake, yeah. And he gets shot, and then somebody else <laughs> quickly snatches up the cake, but instead of ducking is delighted to <laughs> have gained a piece of the cake. And just before he sticks the fork in, he also gets shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And even the poor cellist of the string quartet gets mm, Right, right. Too. Yeah. Sad. They're all, sad they're sad all in cahoots. <laughs> so he, even the string, string quartet is suspect. <laughs> so, and then that transitions for, you know, nobody's that evil in real life, mm-hmm. son, <laughs> to, um, and you a copy Burns. shot of Mr. Burns. Evilly laughing. Yeah, a, a strangely redheaded Lenny drawn character. Is he? Yeah, he looks just like Lenny, oh. but only with red hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Different voice though. Window. Right. The window washer dangling precariously. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. What Mr. Burns is laughing at. <laughs> so then you get the premise. Mr. Burns wants to take on the greedy union to to avenge his grandfather mm. and uh, take away the dental plan. Yeah. Which you know leads to that gag, the 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 dental plan. <laughs> loop that mm-hmm. is so prominently on reddit threads well, and yeah. social media and memes that'll plan lisa needs braces that'll plan lisa needs braces that'll plan lisa needs braces but they played that uh, seven times he says that'll uh, plan unbelievable yeah <laughs> it was five times in a row and then he, mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets distracted then he goes back to yeah. two more times and then finally comes to the realization <laughs> about yeah. why he needs the dental plan. Right. Uh, oh, man. There are tons of things in here that I uh, quote regularly or, or mm-hmm. say either out loud or, right. to, or to myself. Which makes it another reason it's a classic mm-hmm. is it's eminently quotable. You know, the, the, the birth of a hundred memes this episode. Yeah. Is it the first yoink, you think? Oh, I doubt it, but I guess it's possible. Where uh, some random character yoink, <laughs> yoinks the, the diamond from... Lenny's too. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, uh, yeah, I do mention, wouldn't have old chopper here. Yeah. Something the, about the, teeth. The or... prospector, for some reason, mm-hmm. working on the <laughs> plant. Yeah, a lot of the stuff is convenient for convenience's sake. Lenny, without that dental plan, you wouldn't have that diamond in your tooth. Yoink. Hey. And Gummy Joe, where would you be without that dental plan? I wouldn't have old chopper here, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But then there's the... the, the Switch to the dentist, and Lisa needs, you know, <laughs> yeah. she needs some braces. Yeah, the B story of Lisa's braces. Yeah. Well, it's, Which a, it's a very... the A story. I mean... Yeah, that's right. It is very closely mixed in, so it has to be, because mm-hmm. otherwise, that's the reason he, uh, Homer, yeah. wants to be, uh, not... keep the dental plan. So, yeah. It's, it's not really a B story. No, it's sort it of that's just true. all different scenes of the same. Yeah. I don't guess... Like, you could call it the B story, and Homer dealing with the... Burns is as the A story, but it is all mixed together. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, you couldn't separate the two things. No, I think there's, it's all A story. It's all just interrelated uh, scenes of, yeah. about the main theme. So, yeah, so that's an interesting take on it too, an unusual sure. way that they could sustain Yeah, because that. later on it becomes, um, I kind of tend to favor one or the other. Mm-hmm. You Only Move Twice is another one where it's just the one story really. Yeah. Like the other people, they they all have their own dealings with being in uh, what's the town? Uh, Cypress Creek. 
Cypress Creek. They, um, but it all ties into that moment in time of yeah, going through that right, right. story. It's not a, it's not its own plot. It, it just sort of loops back into mm-hmm. the main story. Right. So this does the same, but probably better. So you've got um, as the story moves along, <laughs> you have you know some various memes like you know where's my burrito <laughs> that one the, the of course the dental plan, and then Burns uh, getting fed up with. The the strike the strikers mm-hmm. and then going um, what do you call it the the music the, yeah the, the montage of of uh, <laughs> I don't know like Montavani or 101 strings mm-hmm. or something yeah in there it's just sort of generic um, yeah post post war <laughs> you know work music or whatever yeah, it's something like that Why, you and I can run this plant ourselves. Which like I love a, between I, that one and it, yeah. they do it uh, a different. It's not the same tune, but in the when Homer dreams about the land of chocolate, right? Um, it's the same type of music, and I can't remember. <laughs> I think it's just like stock music that uh, that Alf found, <laughs> Alf Clausen found. But um, did he reorchestrate it? I'm not sure. I probably rearrange it. I guess. Yeah, they probably would have. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, because it. Um... I thought it was the same tune that they that they used throughout, but no, um, I didn't. I didn't notice if it's different. I did. Yeah, I, when I listened to it this time, I was like, oh, that's another. Yeah, another tune. So the dentist is an evil. I, he's <laughs> semi evil. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I think he's just menacing. Well, they they they're, he has um, the best interest of the kids at heart, but <laughs> his presentation is disturbing. Yeah. On the on the other hand, he is a dentist, so you know, it's like <laughs> I don't know if we could cue uh, Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Yeah, you know, right. to be a dentist. No, not really. Well, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I have, what is he talent for causing things pain? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but he's uh, yeah, he's very forthright and angry that the kids don't brush or floss or so <laughs> forth. They they tried to get Anthony Hopkins to be the voice of the dentist, and he couldn't do it. It's a good choice. Yeah, or tra- yeah, he wouldn't. I think he said he wouldn't do it. Maybe they asked, but he wouldn't. Yeah, and, refused. And then they tried to get Clint Eastwood. Terrible choice. Get the Clint Eastwood thing. I don't think he fits. Um, they got Anthony Perkins uh, sort of signed up, I guess, but then of mm-hmm. course he passed away. I don't know, of course, right. but he passed that away been before. Too. I don't, yeah. I'm sad that he didn't get a chance. Mm-hmm. He would have had a lot of fun, I think. Hank Azaria does a great job. So yeah, so the, their backup was the great uh, Hank Azaria, anyway. So yeah, so oh, um, still, I guess you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's wonderful. That comes up. And the tools, yeah. of course, the gouger. Oh, man. <laughs> Lisa, so you won't be scared, I'll show you some of the tools I'll be using. This is the scraper, this is the poker, and this happy little fellow is the gouger. Uh-huh. Now, the first thing I'll be doing is chiseling some teeth out of your jawbone. Hold still while I gas you. Those are, yeah, that's just wonderful. So, so is it... As we go, you know, the, you get this back and forth, uh, Homer <laughs> negotiating with Burns, and Burns thinks, 
he's just uh, pulling fast ones and, and weaseling out of making decisions, mm-hmm. and foiling all his attempts at bribery. <laughs> but uh, but Homer's just too dumb. Right. That's that's what saves him. They like they liked him because he's who is, and uh, the, we get another gag with um, Mr. Burns saying, "Who is you know?" He doesn't recognize yeah. Homer. <laughs> who is that firebrand Smithers? You know, <laughs> the, the... who is that firebrand Smithers? That's Homer Simpson, sir. Simpson, eh? New man. <laughs> Actually, sir, he thwarted your campaign for governor. You ran over his son. He saved the plant from meltdown. His wife painted you in the nude. Yeah. Doesn't ring a bell. All coming to a culmination in Who Shot Mr. Burns, the two-parter from six, season six to season seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> finally, finally remembering. <laughs> That's great. And the, um, the, uh, the, the, the gags are just fabulous. <laughs> well, the, 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 the trip through Burns's mansion, you mm-hmm. get a few rooms. <laughs> that, um, you know, the tour. Yeah. Uh, rather brief, I would say, but yes. Between some, the... some, when he first arrives at Burns's mansion to negotiate for the union and... Mm-hmm. Mr. Burns takes him through the house and, you know, this is the world's largest TV and it's Bumblebee Man uh, <laughs> with a skunk. Um, <laughs> um, and then uh, ending, you know, in the, in the basement. And then he says, he says, you know, well, he hopes to, I guess, impress him with his wealth. And uh-huh. um, he says, I really need to go to the bathroom. Why did I? Oh, wait, wait. But, beer no. and coffee and watermelon. <laughs> um <laughs> Yes, uh, I think that was one. Let's see. Yeah, that was before Crested Clown. Uh, Homer goes to Clown College, right? That was that season yes. six, maybe, or Definitely. was it a season uh, four? It's later. I don't yeah. remember. At any rate. Oh man, I really have to go to the bathroom. Why did I have all that beer and coffee and watermelon? Now, Homer, I know what you're thinking, and I want to take the pressure off. It doesn't take a whiz to see that you're looking out for number one. Well, listen to me, and you'll make a big splash very soon. Oh, which way to the bathroom? Oh, it's the twenty-third door on the left. Nope. 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 Uh, he wouldn't even hear me out. Uh, Find the bathroom, all right? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what it was uh, actually? I think they said Wally Hogan, not Wally Hogan, Jake Hogan. It's Jake Hogan's. Yeah. Um, just his favorite joke. Do you find the bathroom okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think that may have been after that whole sequence to get to that payoff <laughs> may have been the the time I laughed the most at a at a Simpsons episode to that point. Well. Um, until Homie the Clown, you know, where Homer's mm-hmm. uh, riding uh, Homer and Krusty are riding the bike through the little loop. Right. But man, I just uh, I remember seeing that for the first time and just laughing my head off. Yeah. So uh, then you get uh, a setup for how they're going to get out of Lisa wearing braces in every subsequent episode mm-hmm. by saying that the braces she could have with the dental plan are invisible. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, yeah, she could she could have been wearing braces for a long time and they don't have to draw them. Uh, ahead of their time, Simpsons did it uh, ahead of their time with the uh, Invisalign mm-hmm. stuff that's now pretty, okay, pretty kinda, popular. Kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. So. And then, uh, yeah, when they <laughs> she uh, gets fitted for the orthodontia head headgear and goes <laughs> on this uh, yellow submarine mm-hmm. um, gas induced trip, yeah, <laughs> yeah, very very strange. God help us, help us. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the Beatles crash and burn in a sense. <laughs> 
crash and drown. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, lots of setups and lots of payoffs. So it, mm-hmm. it does move the plot along, and they're not just throwaway gags. They worked really hard to to incorporate mm-hmm. uh, thematic jokes. And they got um, <laughs> when they had to bring in some strike busters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and brought right, all another old, another old solid meme that people don't really remember where it came from. Yeah. Grandpa Simpson's endless story. Smithers, get me some strike breakers, the kind they had in the thirties. We can't bust heads like we used to, but we have our ways. One trick is to tell them stories that don't go anywhere. Like the time I caught the ferry over to Shelbyville, I needed a new heel for my shoe. So I decided to go to Morganville, which is what they call Shelbyville in those days. So I tied an onion to my belt, which was the style at the time. Now... To take the ferry cost a nickel, and in those days, nickels had pictures of bumblebees on them. Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. Now, where were we? Oh, yeah. The important thing was that I had an onion on my belt, which was a style at the time. They didn't have white onions because of the war. The only thing you could get was those big yellow ones. (laughs) When I think about that meme, I often forget um, Burns, how world-weary Burns gets. Oh, man, he's got a great look on his face, yeah. (sighs) (laughs) To think that he's he's older than all of them. Right, yes. And yet they act and think older than he... Sure. Well, he's he's one of the few um, elderly people in Springfield who isn't suffering from some kind of senility, Yeah, mm-hmm. some measure of senility. Oh, he has his evil and his riches to keep him thinking youngly. It's a po- and doctors and stuff. But, mm-hmm. but uh, there, is a, there is a bit of, um, when, he, you know, he, he doesn't remember Homer, so yeah. he does have some lapses <laughs> here and there. Yeah, but that's because he doesn't care. Mm. <laughs> Perhaps. And then uh, during the tour, we forgot the uh, thousand monkeys of a thousand, the best of times, the blurst of times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Blurst of times, you stupid monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Basically a throwaway gag, but... Yeah. This is a thousand monkeys working at a thousand typewriters. Soon, they'll have written the greatest novel known to man. Let's see. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. You stupid monkey. <laughs> you shut up. You know, well inserted. Those... <laughs> They they uh, they sort of you know kept it in kept it in frame. I, yeah, I wonder if that was something that had been sitting around in somebody's you mm-hmm. know if somebody had pitched that as one of the places in Burns Mansion they just didn't have have the time right. to or the uh, inclination to stick it in anywhere. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Maybe so you get Lisa's uh, protest song. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, great, great song written yeah. by I'm sure Alf Clausen did the tune for that. Put. A, should put a bit of a bit of that in here. Yeah, that'll be our music share. Mm. Um, and in, a lot in common with uh, some actual '60s protest songs. Certainly not. Not really. I would say a uh, a twenty. A, what would it be? '30s, '30s style, '40s style. You know, Woody Guthrie type protest song. Mm. More of uh, their childhood, I would say. You know, Wolodarski and Kogan. Mm-hmm. It's in a minor key and <laughs> goes goes back and forth. And I don't know. Very very well done. Come gather round children, it's high time he learns About a hero named Homer and a devil named Burns We'll march till we drop the girls and the fellas 
We'll fight till the death or else fold like umbrellas. Indeed. Oh, the other music share could be in. So we'll march day and night by the big cooling tower. They have the plant, but we have the power. classical gas. <laughs> yeah. Lisa, in, a, in an oddly, you know, prodigical moment, you know, Lisa can, can rip out tunes on the guitar and not just strum some chords. Mm -hmm. She's a, you know, she's a, an, an accomplished finger stylist. <laughs> playing classical gas yeah. which uh we should say you know was a very famous instrumental guitar tune mason from from mason williams yeah mm -hmm. and uh the, what was it the late 60s early 70s um yeah i'm not sure or early. i want to say early 70s probably hmm. but uh had some you know came with orchestration along with the the classical guitar Mm -hmm. Got super popular enough to have been memorable enough for a keyboard slash synthesis named larry fast mm -hmm. who, oh uh, 1968 was classical gas. Okay, so that makes sense. That's as old as me? Late 60s. Yeah, so Larry Fast of Synergy fame, that was his uh, faux, faux band name. Mm -hmm. And uh, Larry had been a session keyboard player uh, for a lot of people, uh, you know, because there weren't a lot of people who were good at synth mm -hmm. yet um, in the 60s or late 60s, early 70s, I guess, maybe. One of the, one of the early skilled players and sound creators. Yeah. And uh, he did a, he, on his first album, I believe, uh, Synergy did a did a version of classical gas mm -hmm. that, that was uh, self titled album. Good so, one. And that's maybe how I how was I it really. The well, I think it was Sequencer actually that has that on it. All right, that's how I kind anyway. of <laughs> knew about classical gas. I, I'm sure I'd heard it earlier, you know, at some point, but I didn't really think about it. And then then I kind of latched onto it a bit from uh, from the Synergy version. And, yeah. then, um, and then I I got a um, let's see a re-release of uh, of classical gas through. Yeah. Oh no no! Now I'm thinking about it. It was Mannheim Steamroller that did uh -huh. a version. Yet another sort of uh, faux band 
that mm-hmm. uh, Chip Davis put together. Yeah, I'm remembering the album cover now. So yeah, Classical Gas released by Man Up Steamroller. And then I looked it up, I'm sure, because we have the Mason Williams phonograph record uh-huh. that uh, original is on. So. Sweet. Mm. So, moving on? I would uh, hope so. <laughs> okay. From hell's heart I stab at thee. And he shuts down <laughs> yeah. the... The, uh, the power of Springfield. Little Moby Dick reference. Mm. I know it from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> of course. But that's why Khan knows it, right. because he read Moby Dick. Yes. <laughs> well, that's, that reminds me. An interesting double. Uh, they brought Moby Dick back in uh, Star Trek VIII. Uh, Didn't they? Mm. Oh, I guess so. Uh, first contact. I guess so. When right, right. Alfred Woodard calls Captain Picard Captain Ahab. Yeah, sure. And it mentions his white whale. And that mm. finally breaks him out of his, his um, obsession with... Yeah. Killing off the board at all costs. The line must be drawn here. <laughs> this far, no further. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of people like Star Trek Eight, and some mm-hmm. people think it's terrible because it's yeah. quite the eh, more warmongering action flick. True. Right on. Well, well let's wrap it up. Yeah. We gotta wrap it up. Yeah. And then we have the other Mr. Burns bit with the uh, where he goes all Dr. Seuss. Which is yes, your... that is that is my favorite of the episode. That is the peak of the episode for me. And it, and that is the moment that I laughed hardest at when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. It, it it's a reference to the Chuck Jones uh, Grinch episode. Right. Uh, episode. <laughs> the Chuck Jones, you know, how the Grinch stole Christmas yeah. uh, special. Mm. It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. Where you know he parodies very closely the I say he the animators parody very closely the movements mm-hmm. of the Grinch uh, and you know talking to Max about the who's singing right so <laughs> so from the moment he cuts the power the strikers start singing the protest song mm-hmm. and he leans out over his balcony to hear the <laughs> lamentations of the town yeah and uh, and exactly the pose that the Grinch does to hear the Who's lamentations mm-hmm. about all their presents being gone. The pose and the prose. Uh, they, yeah. they match the meter as well. Yes. They have the plans, but we have the power. Look at them all through the darkness I am bringing. They're not sad at all. They're actually singing. They sing without juicers. They sing without blenders. They sing without flungers, cap dabblers, and smendlers. So just smashing, just like top ten all-time moments, I would say, of uh, of brilliance yeah. in animation itself. Not just the right. the writing or, or joke, but the, the the perfect blend of the two things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, while you know creating a parody. Yeah, that, that's uh, it's it's fantastic. It is. So then, of course, you know, that's the end, basically. <laughs> Homer, uh, Burns gives up and then sort of cottons to Homer Simpson, you know, just being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With a little with a little Three Stooges thrown in, <laughs> because a lot of the writers like the Three Stooges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, and, of course, the Denouement uh, is uh, also, you know, kind of poking fun at the, uh, the, the stereotypical sitcom ending mm. where... Somebody makes a quip, and then everyone laughs, mm-hmm. and then they roll credits. But, but uh, yeah, you can, you know, hey, you, oh, honey, you can hardly see your new braces, <laughs> and that's the tooth. And they all laugh, and then the dentist, the oops, I left the gas on. Ah! And all, more, yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I love watching the episode. I could watch it endlessly, but uh, 
I thought we were right in needing to <laughs> do mm-hmm. a deep dive. On yeah, we, that. when Just you because... when you stumbled in, you know, both of us mm-hmm. like, holy crap, <laughs> that was in it. That was in it. That I was couldn't in stop. It, that was yeah, in it. I was looking for a particular thing in it, uh, and I couldn't stop. You know, going right. to the next thing, the next joke, the next scene, because it just was, it was never not mm-hmm. funny. So good for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fourth season writers. <laughs> Fourth season writing room yeah. and animators. Well, if uh, you would like to send us your favorite episode, no, we already did that. You know, it's, <laughs> a, it's an open uh, offer. Yeah. If you want us to advocate for your <laughs> dental plan, pros at it's just called twobrothers.com. If you uh, want to tweet your favorite clips, uh, you can tweet at us at IJC2B. And you blog at MarcusHarwell.com. That is correct. Yeah, I think I'm going to go look up some Montevani. Use some okay. certain strings. That's kind of long. You have, I think you have a fair bit to chop, though, to be fair. This is several minutes. Be, be, be a, maybe a 30-ish Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I'd say so. And then there's going to be a bunch of clips, so we'll be right back up to 35. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, the, as much as as much as you can mm-hmm. chop, I think it's, it yeah. will be good. All right, very good. Uh, stop recording. Yeah. yeah.